Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Goals scored and three points earned yet another quality afternoon at the Valley and it was capped off with an absolute banger for Conor Gallagher. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello, very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live from the Valley on your Sunday evening. I hope you are well. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here in SC7 to look back at yesterday's fine 3-0 home win over Derby County. On my right-hand side, a very happy Welshie Wallin. Not, not been a bad weekend for you. Been all right, yeah. yeah I'll it, take that. 3-0 win in, in, in real sport and then... Scrape past some underdogs in, uh, in in that egg chasing. Hey, so, wins a win. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you got up earlier to go and watch it as well. Yeah, so. and I'm now hungover from this morning that for is, that some achievement. That, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll chalk that down as a as a win. <laughs> uh, also joining us here is hungover every day. Is uh, Terry <laughs> yeah. Smith, Aidan Terry, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to a banging show. Yeah, uh, uh, Ireland still in the. Don't be silly. No, <laughs> oh. oh, England are. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just. All right, well. 
unlucky. <laughs> it's a sport I've now pretended to care about because we've got one up on you right on tonight's show. Uh, we're going to be looking back at that superb 3-0 home win uh, against Derby County. We're going to hear the, the highlights of the game from Valley Pass. Also, of course, got our exclusive interview uh, with Lee Bayer after the game. We've also got a bonus interview with Jake Forster-Kasky uh, came into the studio to speak to Terry after the game yesterday. Uh, been playing out of position. Been doing very well in the last couple of uh, outings. So we'll, we'll hear from Jake uh, as well. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you made of your today's performance plenty of you have already got in touch to do just that you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show let us know uh, which players again stood out for you yesterday this is a, it, it's one of those shows where the, the, the talking points are just 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 like message in and tell us how great Cholton are because I mean we, we can fill an hour and a half of that and I'm sure we're, we're, we're quite happy to do so uh, if we get a chance we'll look ahead to Wednesday's trip to Bristol City as well midweek game quick turnaround um, so if you want to have your say on any changes you can see being made for that will Johnny Williams be fit hopefully not sure though after he went off injured yesterday uh, so a few questions that we'll have to uh, we'll ask ourselves before the trip to, to Bristol uh, as well on Wednesday evening right just before we hear the highlights Tom um yeah that was, uh, pretty easy really isn't it <laughs> yeah that was the uh the overall feeling i had when i left was that was pretty straightforward um and at half time i put something out about how good we are best team on the planet or you know something silly and a couple of people were saying actually we, we've not been that great first half but we didn't need to be and derby weren't very good i don't think but you know that doesn't put shouldn't like kind of cover up how how good we were um, and we only got that one goal in the first half, but it was very easy. It was very straightforward. I didn't think they created a lot. As, as we were just saying off air, I think we actually created more chances in the first half than the second and then went on two quick goals in the second half and shut up shop. And it was kind of a very simple, straightforward sort of performance we were doing week in, week out last season. But obviously we've made that step up now and we seem to be doing it again. Mm, yeah, a team that got to the playoff final last year as well, of course, Derby County. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk a bit more about their performance later on in the show because I, I don't think they were great, but I don't think we allowed them to be great. Again, we were so quick to everything uh, in, in midfield. We defended very solidly and we took our chances when they came and no more so than that that one from Conor Gallagher. I mean, that boy just goes from strength to strength at the moment. Oh, the, kid's, the kid's just unbelievable. Uh, it, everything Tom said, basically. And, and But I think if you're Philip Cocker, I think one of the teams you wouldn't have wanted to face after the stuff that they've had to put up with over the last few weeks yeah. uh, or months generally with the whole stadium thing and then the, the brush with the law with, the, with their players and all this sort of stuff uh, Charlton's the last team you want to come and come and visit because uh, we don't give uh, we don't give everybody a sniff mm. uh, when we're on, on fire and the strange thing is uh, you said uh, Tom as well that, that like the first half we weren't that good but we didn't have to be and it's 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 a different feeling coming away from a game where We've absolutely bossed it. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, actually, you know, Jonathan Lecco didn't have the greatest game, did he? Or, you know, and, uh, and some of Naby Sar's cross, uh, passes weren't quite on point. So you start, you're starting to pick holes when you don't really have to. But then you think it was, it was almost so, so comfortable that you start thinking, well, actually, if we'd have been that be- much better there or that he could have played a little bit better, we could have won by six. It's that type of thing. It's, it's, it's great, isn't it? We've got to that level where <laughs> yeah, we're going exactly. in search of perfection now. <laughs> Any, anything other than a 10-0 home win yeah. every game. I mean, because... And, and, but the reason that is, is because everybody was... I mean, I, I couldn't pick anybody that wasn't sort of the, the superlative outstanding. Because, you know, you say Jonathan Lenko didn't have the greatest game, but some of his, his, his work off the ball was was unbelievable. On the corner that uh, led to Nabisar's exactly. goal. I mean, it was he just... Good he, stuff. Yeah, and, and, and Nabisar, you know, you, you start... 
you're saying, well, he could have he could have done a better with that pass. But the pass that set up Johnny Williams to, to <laughs> in, for the first goal was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, so it's um, you know we're getting to the point now we're so good we're trying to pick holes in ourselves. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean uh, the, the only the only thing you can say is that. We haven't qualified for Europe yet, but we give it a few games and we maybe will. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights. Uh, Yesterday, uh, from Valley Pass, your commentators are, of course, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Williams. Williams looks for the big switch and he finds it as well. Chris Solly in space on the right-hand side. Approaching the corner of the Derby penalty area. Balling up to the box. Into Leco. Can't get there. Foster Kasky can. Deflected away. Is that kept in? Yes, it is. Before it goes out from the corner. Just outside the Charlton penalty area. And they'll be side to his left. Driving forward, maybe so. Still on it now. Chip ball, looking for the run from Williams. What a good ball that is. What a great run from Williams. Charlton trying to get in the box. There's McCauley. Yeah! What a goal! What a finish! That's a superbly well blown by Charlton. Great ball by Nabisa to pick out the run of Williams. A great run by Williams. Ball into the box. Behind a little bit. The Derby defenders trying to make it back. McCauley Bond met it on the floor and struck it past Kelroos, who had no chance. Six minutes, Charlton are going up. Well, that's a great work move from the Addicts. Lovely ball from Nabisar down the line to Johnny Williams. He started this game very lively. Bond makes a great run towards the near post. A fair play to Williams on his weaker left foot. Spots it. Little delicate little ball to Bond who gets across his man. And with your weaker left foot, a delightful finish past Ruse. He was just too strong for the goalkeeper to get anything on it. And Charlton have the lead. Lock is on hand to get it back to Phillips. Ball forward. Up to McCauley Bond. Beats him. McCauley Bonhoeff tried to find Williams, but he gets it back after the block. Back across, Williams! Oh! Couldn't get the finishing touch as the ball fizzed across the six-yard box. And Charlton very close to going two up, but not quite. To his right. Inside it comes to Waggon. Waggon Prattley all over him again, forcing him backwards. Now he's all over Billick. Superb work from Darren Prattley. And he's won the ball back to Charlton. Picks up Cullen. Williams away to his left. Williams trying to take on. He's got Bond to his left. Picks up Bond in the penalty area. Takes the shot. Oh! Snip round the post. By Ruse. He was heading towards the top left-hand corner. Charlton. Ball inside to Shinny. He's cut out by Cullen. Comes to Lecco. Lecco turns into a bit of space. Ball. Finds Gallagher. Short to Cullen. Cullen with the chance. Cullen with the saved it it hit the side netting oh my I thought that was Charlton goal inches all day for long. a second it's it away to left hand side and there is the half time whistle another excellent first 45 minutes here at the Valley for Charlton okay, trying to turn Wagon. he's got two for company little step over and a challenge from Bogle perhaps didn't need to make it yeah. but Charlton have the corner again it's down this uh, down our left hand side of Derby right and it's, uh, when Johnny Williams was on we sort of exposed some weaknesses down that Derby right and we're doing the sort of the same again because, uh, as you say, no real need for Bogle to put that out of play. He could have probably even tried to cannon it off of Lecco. Didn't even attempt it, just kicked it out. Cullen will swing this ball in again, looking towards the far post. Saw with the header. Saw! Come on! Maddie Saw! At the back post! And Charlton have their second and just a little thin corner to the back post. Roos totally misjudged it. And Nabi Saw had an open goal. Corner, a deep one. It's one we tried in the first half and didn't quite work out. Nabi Sarr, but, uh, I think it was Tom Lockyer also was reeling round to the back edge of the six-yard box, but uh, Nabi Sarr didn't need him. Rose above everybody and a comfortable header, you, you have to say, into the left-hand side of the, of the goal. And just the start that Charlton wanted in this second half. Gets 
lost out to Naby Sarr, now Sarr up to Leko. Force Kasky, oh, early ball, looking for Carlin as well, picked up by oh, well Shinny, but Field gets it back across to Gallagher, shooting chance, Gallagher goes for it! Oh! man just keeps on getting better and better and better it's just um, it's almost intense it's constant and intense pressure from Charlton and Derby just haven't been able to live with it it looked like a handball there from uh, Bogle but he gets away with it and launches it downfield little flick inside finds Lawrence Lawrence tries to set Bennett on his way Solly can't get there Lockyer trying to get there he's in the penalty area that's a great save from Dylan Phillips down to his feet superb block by Charlton's logo inside it comes to Clark and there is the final whistle. Charlton with an absolutely outstanding performance here against Derby. So there we go. As you say, Terry, outstanding. Absolutely dandy, wasn't it? A brilliant, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you got dandy from. Yeah, a brilliant performance. Uh, and so, so comfortable. And that was the most pleasing thing for me. I, I mean... At no point when it was 1-0 did I think, well, Derby is still in this because they just, they just weren't creating any chances. And obviously we finished them. I think as soon as that second goal went in from Saar at the start of the second period, that was it for me. And then it was just a case of, of seeing it out and, and adding that cherry on the top with that, that goal from Gallagher. But, I mean, we say it every week, you know, when we come up against a side like Derby, I mean, there were five five games unbeaten before this, before, before yesterday. You can't forget things like that, Tom. Yeah. And we go and put in a display like that. Yeah, and I'm still... Uh, in general, I'm a I'm an optimistic fan um, and tend to come down here with with good expectations. But this season, I'm pretty realistic, and majority of the games I've come down, I've thought, Do you know what, if we come out of this game with a point, I'll be pleased. Um, but the longer the season goes on, the more I'm going to have to change that opinion. And even yesterday, I came down and I thought, like you said, Derby on a pretty good run, and you know, in my head, that they're Derby County. We've been in League One for three years, and they were pushing the playoffs last year. But actually, we not only matched them, but we outplayed them and, and thoroughly deserved to win. And as Terry said, it could have been by more. And yeah, it's just, it's a very weird feeling because I don't go into any of these games with any expectation. So to then watch a game that was just such a comfortable, relaxed performance from Charlton, it's it's encouraging, but it's also kind of making me think, well, where is the limit of this team? What what can they do? Because Bowyer's still going into these press conferences saying, look, our main aim is to stay up. And yes, I suppose it is, but... This team is capable of so much more than that. And the more games that we play now, the more it becomes obvious to me that at some point other people have to start saying it as well because it's going to get to a point soon where we've played every team in the league. And at that point, what are you supposed to say? You can't say they've all had an off day because we've gone toe-to-toe with a lot of them and matched them. There was, there was just one comment from Bo yesterday. I think it might be with Terry, where he <laughs> yeah, came was, in. I was just about to say, listen to the yeah. press conference, because there's a slight t- change in tack. Yeah, he came in and he said, you know, we'll, we'll try and, you know, our aim Safety's is, our aim. Yeah, we'll get to those is. points and, and then we'll, we'll see. see. Where we are, <laughs> and see where we are then. <laughs> if we're top by 10 points, <laughs> when we have 45 points, then maybe, yeah. Uh, the, 
I mean, the game sort of settled into sort of how you'd expect it to go when we, especially when we were playing three at the back, at the back with Prattley dropping into the into the back three, which is you're going to see Derby having possession, and we're used to that. We saw Fulham do it a couple of weeks ago, and we were there for going to make sure we hit them very quickly on the turnover possession, make sure we're clinical with our chances, and the tone was set after seven, after six minutes. I mean, that counter attack, that move, and that finish from McCauley Bond to put us one 0 up. I mean, that was just exactly what Bowie would have wanted. Absolutely, yes. And uh, Macaulay Bond is, uh, I mean, they say he's work in progress. And um, again, I'm not going to, uh, there's something that Lee Bowie says in the press conference, I'll let you hear it, that, uh, you know, you can see that he can finish. I mean, you can see he's got something about him. I mean, there was a shot as well in that uh, first half where the keeper tipped, Ruse tipped it around a post that uh, looked like it was heading in. So he's, he's you, you can see the ability he's got. And so uh, when he's um, when he's up to speed, if that's the right phrase, uh, and maybe alongside Lyle Taylor, if we can, uh, if, if that can happen, beyond January, uh, then it, it potentially frightening actually mm. up front, up top. And that what that adds is that we're at the moment, and we've we've seen it quite a bit this season where um, we defend so well. I'm not, I'm not going to say deep because we don't do it that deep, but we allow the opposition to have it just inside their half or just inside ours, and they go across and back and forward and across, but they can't find a way of getting through us. Uh, and that's why we surrender possession quite a bit. And the, mm. the possession stats, I think, were probably were probably one of the lowest in the leagues, I suspect. But when we've got the ball, we can punish teams, uh, yeah. as, as we showed yesterday. Yeah, 38% possession we had yesterday to Derby 62. is incredible. And Bob Liscombe, I can see him getting carried away already on Twitter saying, don't book a holiday in May. <laughs> he, yeah. he fancies another trip to <laughs> another another trip to Wembley. Um, the, yeah, I hope they kept them stickers for the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the most pleasing thing about that goal, I mean, obviously the, the, the finish from Bond. Now, I was just saying... It's a first-time finish, which I think as a natural goal scorer, that's probably the, the best chance you're going to have to score. I mean, we saw when Bond came on at Wigan, going back a few weeks ago, when he had time to think about going through one-on-one and he tried to square it. Now, I think, A, it shows the confidence that he took it on, but B, when he didn't really have anything else on, there's a ball there right in front of him, and we, we saw the finish that he did, what, 28, 29 times for Leighton Orient last season as well? It just knows where the goal is, and no matter what level you're at, if you know how to stick the ball in the back of the net and it comes natural to you like that, then he's going to do it. Yeah, I think the point you made just there was the one I was about to make, that he's a striker that plays on instinct. And when we signed him, they put all of his goals into a little package and you look at them and 90% of them were that. There were balls coming across the area and he didn't take a touch. He just fired it home. And in the first game he played for us, I thought he did maybe just take a touch and doubted himself a little bit. But the last two or three games, he's looked the sort of player that that Leighton Orient had. Um, But he's obviously playing two, three divisions higher. So to be able to transfer that... I know the skill itself is the same, but you've got to have that confidence to be able to do it. And I mean, it was a good ball from Saar, um, a lovely ball in from Johnny Williams. And yeah, as you say, just took it first time, smashed it into the net. Keeper had no chance. And it, every game that goes past now, you can see that confidence seeping in. He's He started making those runs. Was it Leeds he played? Um, and he started making those runs in that game. And now he's just trusting himself more and more and thinking, do you know what? If I get in the right positions, I've got players around me that are going to get that ball into the right place. I'm just wondering whether that goal that he scored with his head at Fulham as well, um, mm. where uh, it uh, <clears throat> that's a natural goal scorer's goal. Mm. And I think the confidence that must have given him as well, uh, that um, he's quite capable of scoring against some of the best defenders in this division. Uh, I mean, we saw how good he is at scoring goals against Leeds. He can score a goal without even touching it. I mean, it's incredible, <laughs> really. Um, uh, the, the second goal, I mean, we, we, we had chances 
in that first half. Like, so I actually felt we actually created more chances in the first half than the second one, especially when Williams was still on him and Bond were linking up really nicely. I mean, we saw that one not long after the goal where Bond tried to square it for Williams. He was only just behind him. Uh, another one where, I mean, we'll talk about Prattley in a bit, but the way he won it back off Billick, that, that got people out of their seats. And then uh, it was fed from Williams into in, into Bond. And you mentioned that one, Tom, where he, he tried to shot that was, that was tipped wide. And uh, another one for Cullen, which Leco and Gallagher linked up quite nicely. But, you know, you think, well, you get that second goal. And the, the way it came, I mean, again, it looks so easy. And I think if you're a defending team and you're conceding a goal to a six foot ten defender at the far post and no one's marking him you're not going to be too happy but you know it's great to see Naby off the mark as well another player who's been in and out this season actually but you know had his chance yesterday and and he is dangerous from set pieces in in the opposition penalty area yeah and it's unfortunate for Jason Pierce I think he took a knock so Mm. they didn't want to risk him although they they felt he could come on if necessary but best not to risk him so uh but I think you know Naby stepped in and uh and yeah but you you get it with Naby Sarr. You'll either ping a thirty yard ball across the, the pitch and right on a sixpence, or it'll go in the back of the stand. Do you know, what I mean? it's just that's what you have got to take on. And uh, because I think at the moment he's in the plus because I mean some of the passes he, he put through yesterday were, were exquisite. Um, and then the goal tapped it off, as you say. I mean, if you're a <laughs> if you're a defensive uh, the defensive side, and you see uh, you see Naby Sarr coming forward, you think, well, I probably should mark him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's 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 quite tall. He might be able, he might be good in the air. So you think somebody would, but then it's talking about the, the our side looking for weaknesses in yeah, in derby yeah, and they yeah. would they would have noticed you know what they can lose people at the far post i mean there was there was one clear point yesterday which was putting Billick under pressure when he was on the ball. Now, we love Christian Billick. He did brilliantly for us last year. But the only thing Bose would often say about his performance is he does take too many touches yeah. and he does dawdle on the ball a bit. And we, I mean, he was ruthless. It's not like, oh, he's our mate, we'll let him off. No, we are getting <laughs> on him and we're winning that ball. And we saw it with Prattley. Uh, and uh, we, we saw it a few times. So he looked to try and uh, find a weakness uh, in, in, in the opposition team. And, and Gallagher clearly saw that um, the goalkeeper trying to save shots from distance is a weakness because I mean he had no chance, absolutely no chance with that. That was just so pleasing to see a goal like that. Um, that if you have a look at the replay from behind it, oh the swerve, oh it's glorious. Yeah, and the the thing was obviously I sit behind the goal. The moment it left his boot, you knew it was going in, um, and you can see it in again in that in that clip that you talk about. The crowd were already up before it's hit the back of the net. It was just I was as well. Yeah, yeah, just just one of those strikes that. I think one of you said it in comms, either Terry or Greg, he's just going from strength to strength at the moment. And I was out uh, earlier today with some mates, one of which is a Chelsea fan. He said, oh, how's Gallagher getting on? And I was like, mate, just don't take him back because he I hope you just... said he was rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said I, I wouldn't be surprised if they called him back. He said, no, no, no chance. So hopefully not because, yeah, I, at the moment, the sky's the limit for him. The age he is, the confidence he's got in his first professional season to be taking shots on like that, I think it's just... Just outstanding! Um, it's just absolutely fantastic, and, and it wasn't a just a strike. Wasn't just a swipe, was it? It wasn't no. just like oh, uh, it was the, measured, uh, it's in the centre. I'll just give this a whack. It was look up. Oh, that's yeah. where the keeper is. That's the gap. Bang! So, such a good finish, and like I say, the player the player is improving as he goes on. And you forget the, the other thing we we always say about young players is, oh, you don't want to burn them out. You don't want to play them too often. But to be fair, you, you say that when it's one of our youngsters who's still finding their feet. When it's someone who's just absolutely hit the ground running, like Conor Gallagher. I mean, he's played. Pretty much every minute. He obviously came off early yesterday, but since he came on, he came on at Blackburn with maybe 25 minutes left on the opening day. 
and I think he'd played every minute since then until until the game recently. It's a bit like well, you know, when you get to, you first go and watch. If you won't know, going you went children, but if you go and watch a kids game. Uh, and they're only like five or six. The ball will go into a corner. They'll just all run for it. <laughs> and then the ball will go back in the opposite direction, and they'll all just run for it. Well, that's what Conor Gallagher did. I mean, there was a bit in that first half, and I mentioned it in the interview. Um, he was on the halfway line, just chasing down yeah. uh, the ball towards the, the corner flag. Didn't get it, but uh, chased the defender anyway. I think he slid off the pitch, didn't he? And then the ball started coming back the other way, and he chased it some more. And then ended up getting a free kick, but virtually back on halfway line. And, he, and it wasn't just a, it was a full-on sprint. I mean, the kids just got just mountains of uh, of, of everything, really. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, an attacking display like that is obviously easy to get carried away. We do need to talk about the defensive side of it. I mean, there were so many... Just little bits of tracking back and tackles. There was a great one from Naby Silo. We've mentioned Prattley as well. He's doing that a lot. Just just tackles and anything that came into the area, we tended to deal with it. And we, it wasn't until Mason Bennett had that one-on-one five minutes from time when Dylan Phillips finally had to put his cup of tea down. I thought, oh, let's stick my gloves on here. I've got a little bit of work to do. And he... He was out there to, to make the block and preserve the, the clean sheet that ruined my both teams to score better. But, um, I mean, it was such a solid display defensively. And, I mean, we've said it for a few weeks now. We, we're not giving up too many chances in open play. I think Fulham probably created a few, and that was the first time for a while. But, I mean, that's Fulham, the top scorers in the division we're talking about now. So, that's another side of the game that will please Boya. I mean, I was I was asked about it on... I did a bit with Radio Derby in, in the preview to the game. And, he, and they said, what was... You know, what was what's Charlton's strength? So I was like, well, actually, they're actually pretty all-round at the moment. And, and that's exactly what we saw yesterday. Yeah, I think it's a hallmark of a, a Boya side, as far as I can tell, is it's built on a, a very solid back four and a, and a solid goalkeeper. And if you've got that, you can then say to your creative players, well, look, you've got that behind you, so go out and have some fun and, and be creative and, and, you know, scare the opposition. And you regularly see on Twitter, I don't know if they're, if they're true or not, but you'd have to believe them, is these clips about how many clean sheets Dills has kept in the last year or so and you know how he's up there in terms of statistics and the the save he made at the end we were already 3-0 up but that was greeted almost as big as a goal because you don't want to concede in that situation we didn't deserve to we I deserve did. to keep a clear <laughs> <laughs> so yeah one or two maybe but yeah we deserve to keep a clean sheet we deserve to have that nil um, and if we would had conceded then look we still would have won the game but it would have just been that little tinge of disappointment and for Dills to go off and those players you know Prattley, Saar, uh, Lockyer to be able to go off and say well they did their bit as well is, is so impressive and and as I say that's for me the hallmark of these teams ever, ever since he came in is, is built on that stability and that strength mm. for the back. And perhaps someone who hasn't been spoken about enough Jake Forster-Kasky like I said we're going to hear from him later on in the show but he's been asked to play a very unfamiliar role in the last couple of games I remember he came on against Swansea in defeat there and he did actually go to the left wing back position for I can't remember for how long maybe the last half an hour 20 minutes or so but then he started it at Fulham uh, got well played a big part in in the opening goal at Fulham did it again yesterday and I mean he he had a good chance to score in the opening stages as well but again I mean that just goes to show that anyone coming into a Bowyer team that they seem to know what their role is they seem to know how to do it and they seem to be very willing to put everything into it to make sure that they pay an important part of this team yeah it's funny if you um if before Jake um, got back in the side everybody's looking at him you know when he had made an appearance and thinking you know where's he going to fit in you know because uh, you know we're playing so well in the centre you know you got you can't drop Conor Gallagher you can't really drop Johnny Williams you can't uh, you know who can you drop to to Shoehorn in Jake Foster Kasky, so um, <clears throat> he's taken his chance. He's, there's a gap appeared, uh, so what? He's not going to turn around and say, "Oh, actually, no, I don't fancy that." Mm. Uh, but it might be he's actually found a role that suits him better because I think he's played. I mean, those two games—it's probably too early to say, perhaps—but those two games. It, 
are as good as he'd played when he was fit the previous uh, you know in the previous stint so I think he's found a berth for himself uh, whether that might ha- I mean as long as he's patient because obviously there are times when that might have to change when we play a flat back four or, or whatever shape we happen to play they may turn around and say actually this this game might not be for you but um, I think he, um, he, he should be justifiably proud and, and, and he's probably a little bit relieved as well because mm. as I say he might not have thought he was going to get a game well it certainly adds <laughs> to our attacking play from the left hand side because he's already got that ability to cross a Cross the ball. I mean, your set pieces are normally all right as well, so that just adds a little, a little something else uh, going forward. Obviously, I'm going to talk about Johnny Williams there, and I mean, we'll, we'll hear from Bayer. He doesn't know too much about the extent of the injury yet. Uh, it was a real shame because he was playing so well in that opening 20, 25 minutes or so, and it was strange how it happened. So he went into the challenge, but he seemed to be okay. Mm. He, he, he'd given away a foul, which looked a little bit harsh on on my only viewing of it, and then he was remonstrating with the referee. So, but at that point, I sort of looked down. Assuming you know he's just going to moan at the ref, and then by the time I look up, he's um, on the floor. My, my only thoughts at the time was as the ref kicked him. Yeah, ref yeah. had a slight dig. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it, so it came out of nothing. He tried. He tried to carry on, but it's uh, it's too early to tell. But I mean, I mean, you jinxed it on, on yeah. Thursday, Tom, by saying, "Oh, yeah, ain't had an injury for a while," and we just hope that, that it it isn't the case that it's going to be too too long term. Yeah, fingers crossed. And I think, judging by, I mean, he's one of our probably best players talent-wise in the squad, but I thought yesterday was one of his best games mm. for us. Um, is just He didn't seem to have the ball quite as much, but every time he got the ball, he did something with it. Um, and he looked so dangerous and again was scaring the opposition. And you're right, as soon as he went down, I thought back to Thursday when I said, you know, he's, he seems to have that confidence in himself that he's not going to break down. Um, so yeah, I hope it isn't serious. But again, going back to what we said on Thursday, the beauty of this squad is we have got people that can fill in but um, I just hope it's nothing too serious and I would all be for resting him for a couple of weeks at least, even if it's not too serious. Just make sure he's all right because we know the history he's had with difficult injuries and it's just not worth the risk when you've got players like Ostuma that can come in and do a job there. Yeah, so. I, mean, I, I was expecting that Ostuma would come on actually straight mm. away, but he brought on Sam Field instead um, and it was a good performance from, from Sam as well. I thought he was outstanding when he yeah. came on. I think if, we'd have been, if it had been nil-nil, then maybe it would have been a slightly different sub but because we had, we had the goal, I think uh, it was a case of let's just shore up that middle, make sure that uh, um, uh, that we don't uh, we don't concede. And Sandfield, um, you know, he he took a little while to get going. I think with us, but that that game yesterday, I think you talk about that was Johnny Williams' best game, and that was Sandfield's best game by by a distance. Mm. I thought, um, and I feel sorry for Johnny Williams because I mean he scared the living daylights out of Derby in that first mm. you know while he was on down that their right hand side. I think it was Bogle. And uh, Patterson was it in front of him? Just, just couldn't cope. Couldn't cope with him at all. Um, and hopefully, because at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw. I mean, Johnny was back out on the pitch. He was giving, having a chat to Christian Billick and giving him a hug and that. And he seemed to be walking okay. But I'm with Tom. I'd rest him. I'd, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the, I mean, if it is an impact. And bearing in mind he played two games for Wales, um, it uh, it might have just been uh, impact plus the fact that he's uh, he's putting two decent shifts uh, beforehand. Just give him a give him a rest. Yeah, another one who's sort of gone under the radar as well, Josh Cullen. I say, I've said this a few times now. He does a lot of the stuff, or a lot of the quiet stuff. So, yeah. I mean, um, there's a good tweet actually from uh, a sort of a stats Twitter page that's saying that um, he had the most touches, Josh Cullen, the most passes, the most tackles, the most shots assisted, and he won nine out of his fourteen duels. The only thing he didn't do was score. So, I mean, all, all those stats, they, those are the things that keep you ticking over. Those are the things that mean you dominate in midfield and you don't give chances away. And like I say, he, he does it on the quiet. And I think 
when you've got player, you you've got Gallagher who's going to go and do similar but score a spectacular goal along along with it. I mean, Cullen's there doing his job, and you know he made us tick last year, and he's doing it again this year. Yeah, he's exceptional, um, absolutely exceptional, and. I don't think he was back for Blackburn, was he? Did he come no. back just before the Stoke game and slotted straight back in? And mm. we went, oh, well, that's what we were missing. And I know we got the win at Blackburn, but it was, you know, a bit fortuitous, and we just sort of snuck it. But against Stoke, he just slotted right back in. And I remember when we were talking just pre-season when we were doing our first few shows, and we were so worried about the midfield. And now we're picking out outstanding players all over the pitch. But Gallagher, Cullen, Prattley, Williams, these players are coming up week in, week out as credit players and. The, you know, the best performances on the pitch and weighing in with goals and weighing in with important tackles. And to go from where we were in early August to where we are now in late October with that sort of strength in midfield, um, not even counting the other players that we've got that can rotate in, it's just, it's scary. And and that's why I'm saying now we're getting to that stage of the season now and Christmas is just huge as it always is. But we come out the other side of it and into 2020, even in the top half, you've got to look at this side and think, well, do you know what? We don't need to worry about relegation at all. What can we do next? Right, so from memory, uh, Jonathan Lecco was involved in the creating to the chance for... Uh, Josh Cullen in the first half he won the corner that led to the goal in the second period he had that I think half chance where he had a shot and ended up nearly falling to Macaulay Bond I think mm-hmm. he was offside so there's three good things he was involved in uh, but I'm certain we'll have people tweeting in saying oh he didn't do that it's because he gives the ball away as well so he's one of those frustrating players that when he does something bad it overrides a lot of the good stuff he does and I'm going to fight his corner here but, I mean, he does give the ball away a little bit. And do you think that's why people remember that? Uh, almost certainly. And I, but I think um, he was probably trying a little too hard yesterday. Um, he got he got into some great positions, got, uh, came short for the ball, got it. He almost seemed to beat the player, turn, go and beat it, and then think, yeah. I'll do that again. <laughs> uh, and then lose it. So, uh, But not all the time, and that's the point. I mean, there were a couple of times where he did exactly, how, I guess, what he's been told to do. Come short, win the ball, or get the ball, receive the ball, and lay it off, and then go again. So, yeah, and at, at, you know, it's the point I made at the beginning where um, you, know, you start thinking, well, we are good, but... Because you, because you know you can't just say oh we're brilliant that's it full stop you mm. have to think we're good but we could be better in here we could be better there so I think uh, Leko will probably be the scapegoat a little bit for that mm. and there's no reason really it's just that we're um, I think we've probably been a bit too picky yeah Dylan Phillips didn't make enough saves well exactly yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right uh, we're here from uh, Lee Bayer uh, in a few seconds so I just want to well, I mean obviously we're playing Derby and we know the situation they've been in this week and. Uh, was it Tom Lawrence was getting booed in the mm. in the first half? I, I no surprises there, and I think fans have got every right to do that. Do you, do you wonder if any of what had happened played a part in their performance because they were a poor side yesterday? Darby. Well, bizarrely, I expected, I expected a lot more. Bizarrely, not having Richard Kerr in the side should improve you immensely. Oh yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah, that was the that was the only doubt. If he was playing, it would have been ten. But um, I just wonder that. I got some stick on Twitter for pointing it out by a Derby fan saying, "Oh, how this I is what journalists do." I, like, I, I can't believe he's, he's been playing for Ireland this long. Yeah. Um, I, yes and no. I think it. I think, a lot of people, and me included, actually thought Derby would struggle this season because one of the main reasons they were up there last season was all their loan players mm. uh, and Frank Lampard. And they've got no Frank Lampard and those loan players have gone, so they're now left with what they've got. Um, so I think they were always going to struggle a little bit, to be fair. Um, plus they were up against a good side, us. Uh, I thought they're, they're, the guy they have got at centre-off was Clark. I thought he looked he looked a bit shaky um, and uh, didn't didn't fancy the job. But um, Davis is a quality player. A bit alongside him, Curtis Davis is a good centre half. So um, I just think you know we shouldn't. Uh, yet are Derby as good as they were last season? Probably not. But as everybody said, they've just been on a five-game unbeaten run. So uh, 
you know, we've uh, last season, if you'd have said, oh, we're going to be playing Derby next season, you'd say, ooh, tough one. And we've just beaten them 3 0. So uh, let's forget about how good or bad Derby were. We were just better than them. And uh, I think uh, even with uh, two or three better players, we'd still have been better than them. Excellent stuff. Right, we'll uh, hear from Lee Bowie in just a second. Don't forget, we want to hear from you guys as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on yesterday's game and let us know what changes you'd like to make for Wednesday's trip to Bristol City as well. Right, Lee Bowie was kind enough to come and speak to Terry uh, after his press conference yesterday, after being ambushed in his press conference, which we'll talk about <laughs> in a few seconds. Um, and, of course, the, uh, the Addicts boss was very happy uh, with what he saw from his side. Yep. I think from start to finish, I think uh, we, we got it spot on. I think out of possession, we was solid. Um, we set good traps. Uh, our press was good. Uh, and then as soon as we won it, then then we looked dangerous. Um, so, yeah, from from start to finish, clean sheet. Didn't, didn't really have much to do. Obviously, the, the, the chance I had at the end, but first half, he didn't have nothing to do. Second half, he had the one-on-one, but should have been a handball in the corner before. that shouldn't even have got that far. But apart from that, Dylan didn't have nothing to do and I thought we was back five was solid and was very good in the middle of the park. We we competed, we won a lot of second balls, moved the ball better in the second half. First half I thought we was a bit tentative and moved it a bit slow at times and but but second half, like I said to him half time, like more urgency, move it quicker and and then we'll open them up better and uh and thankfully that's what we've done it just seemed at times that uh, Derby and they're not the first side to, to experience it just couldn't handle us no no. I, I, like I said I think tactically we, we got it spot on and uh, we we limited the, them to what they're good at and we didn't allow them to play because they're good players they're, they're a good team they, they got in the player final last year so we, we knew we had to get in their face and, and, and stop them what they're good at and I thought we'd done that really well um, when it was the right time to press, we pressed as a group and, and we won the ball back comfortably. So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, uh, to get a clean sheet and and to score three different types of goals, obviously the, it, it was a very, very good team performance. It was almost impossible to pick out a man of the match in, 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 out of the players. That, I mean, yeah. everybody seemed to put in an outstanding shift. You have Macaulay Bond, who's, who's still learning. Uh, scored a superb goal, lovely strike, uh, set up by Johnny Williams until he got the knock was was outstanding. Mm. Uh, Darren Prattley at the back, uh, uh, you could go on. Uh, yeah. and they all pl- and this is what I mean. We're, we've got this squad and they're all good and they all bring different things. Um, they're a credit to themselves, to this football club, and, and and a pleasure to work with because every single day they want to get better in training. And on a match day like this, is the first time we played this formation uh, today. We'd never played it before, not, not under me, and and then they just took to it. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah, okay, I'll do that, and and then they do it. You know, the same was at Fulham. That was new to us, and so they're a great bunch. And uh, today, I couldn't tell you a man of the match. I think they all done well in different ways, um, and that's what you call a full team performance. And and with the crowd behind us again singing non-stop, it's it's a difficult place to come, you know. Um, because you know the players are going to give you 100%, the fans are going to be giving the players 100%. It's a great combination, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just pleased for everybody because again, they they work so hard. You said in the week that uh, the team is like a, a kids who uh, haven't had their toys and are desperate to get back out and playing. Is that typified by Conor Gallagher today? Because uh, I mean, there was a moment there where he uh, he started chasing on the halfway line, ended up behind the goal, and then ended up 
back at almost at the halfway line, chasing it still and winning a foul. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's almost non-stop from and not just you know, Sam Field coming on uh, and putting in a shift. It that must really please you. Yeah, because they're they're a, they're a group um, going on to Connor first. The kid's energy is unbelievable. Like he is everywhere. And when we say like, yeah, he ran into the corner and then he ran back to the half line. He sprinted as fast as he could down that line, like the full half length of the pitch, and then sprinted into the to the centre of the pitch, and then ended up getting a foul. Like you, you just, as a manager, that's all you ask. Give me that. But not only does he do that for the team, he then can play and do what he done with the ball today and put it in the top corner. Chelsea have got a very, very good young kid coming through the ranks, and um, yeah, and, and he's going to get better and better. He's improving all the time with us, so yeah, he's um, he's very good. We seem to threaten Derby in all sorts of areas down the left at first, and then at set pieces after that, and the two goals came from both of those areas. Uh, but the one that uh, the coup de grace, if you like, of, of the game with Conor Gallagher's finish. I mean, both you and uh, and Brett were on your feet applauding that attempt. It, uh, you know, he's not going to score too many better, I wouldn't have thought. No, you won't probably score many better than that, but I'll guarantee you he'll score more of goals like that. He scores all different types of goals, and this is what I mean. Like He can play, he can work, but he he will gamble 10, 15 times getting in the box to maybe get a chance like at a Fulham the other week. But he'll also score goals like that from outside the box. So, But for me, he's the all-round midfielder. He's, he's very good. With our uh, intensity levels, um, you'd, sometimes you expect them to drop and they don't seem to. Uh, but after the last international break, uh, we, 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 uh, we lost two on the bounce. Was, there, was that in your mind, in, in the background staff's mind, to make sure that that didn't happen again and to keep the players really focused? No, because we, we try and win every game. And for us, like... The international break probably came at the wrong time on the last one, but on this one we probably needed it, you know. So, but I, I, we're going to lose games. That, that's the, realis- the, the, the realistic side of, of us being in this division. We are going to lose games, whether we like it or not. I don't want to lose any, but unfortunately we're gonna. So yeah, it was probably bad timing after the international break, but no one's got any given right to beat anybody or not to lose. So. We have to be at our best every time we step onto the pitch. If we do that, then we've got a very good chance. But even then, you still might lose. Against Birmingham, did we deserve to lose that? No, I didn't think so. Against Wigan, we still created enough chances to get something from the game easily. And we lost on two set pieces. So there's fine lines and at the moment where we're all learning and, and, and trying to improve. you know. So, uh, But we've got to accept that we're going to lose games because that, that is the, the reality of it. As well as we're playing and as well as we're doing and, and the performances like today are just making the crowd just lift another level. There's still frustration in the background because uh, I mean uh, the injuries that, uh, that that we are getting. I mean, it's testament to you guys that uh, we are able to cover as much as we are, but uh, we're sort of, are we teetering on the edge of, uh, of, of, of there being a slight catastrophe in the, in the making? Yeah, because we're running out of bodies. That's, that's, that's what's happening. Uh, so out of the four fullbacks we've got, three of them are injured. Um, Adam was meant to be involved today, but pulled out last night. Went for a scan yesterday afternoon and, and found out that he's done something to his hamstring, so he couldn't be involved today. So we had to adjust. Um, and then uh, 
hopefully Johnny has been doing so well for us hopefully well, I don't know the seriousness of it all I know is that he was getting a sharp pain in his knee so hopefully it's nothing um, but yeah we're low out you know and we are running out of bodies <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing we've just got the two uh, the, the two Israeli lads back Kyle and that uh, uh, they've both just come back literally just come back this week so we need to work on their fitness but yeah we but the ones whoever I put out they just keep doing it like Jake's playing left wing back never played there before Fulham and again I thought he was outstanding today didn't put a foot wrong so that's what I'm saying about the group the squad they're, they're so good and whatever you ask them to they, they do and um but we can't keep getting injuries because otherwise we will run out and then we'll have no one to play. Finally for me, you're, uh, you're up in the stands with us today. Um, a slightly uh, different view of and perspective of the game. But um, you're communicating by radio to, to the bench. How's John Jackson's ear? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Marsh. I think, Jack, I don't really want to hear it, so I'll speak to Marsh. But it's OK. Like, I'm, I'm calm. I'm, I'm calm up there. So the only difference is that I've got a better view than them <laughs> so I can actually see that run in that Connor's making you know but uh, yeah it's it's okay I've done it before and um, it, it's fine there's no difference the, the prep work is done Monday to Friday um, and now it'll be from from Monday to, to Wednesday when we play Wednesday so um, that's, that's that's the most important time there's only little tweaks here and there that, that you might have to do during the game but um, but for this most of the work whether plan A and, and this will be plan B so we, we go through all that before the game um, so yeah there's, there's not much to, to talk about really so, so with a good view and a good results any danger of you uh, being up here constantly I, I understand because no, I like to be in amongst <laughs> it so it's not through choice I don't I don't choose to be up there but I, I prefer to be down, down, down on the touchline I just like to be in, in amongst it but it is what it is for two more games and uh, next time that we play play at home I'll, I'll be on the touchline well, you know you can trust uh, the players and the staff to, to deliver the performance anyway so uh, well done another day yeah. and uh, on to Bristol another change of uh, change of side I expect with uh, depending on what happens with Johnny Williams but also you know three games in short space of time I, I yeah. guess you're going to make changes yeah I'll make changes uh, I have to because if I don't and if we lose two or three on Wednesday then that's it we are going to be in trouble so um, yeah, I've got to make changes even Wednesday to Saturday like it's crazy there's just no recovery at all so um, I have to make changes but again I'll come in Monday and, and see how Johnny is we're going to have to wait 28, 48 hours to see, see what state he's in but um if he's okay, then it might be a case of, of him starting Wednesday because he didn't really play that long today, so he, he'd be all right to start. So it's just a lot of guesswork at the moment. Well, going into it full of confidence, only uh, two points off uh, second place as we go today. You would have uh, you'd have taken that at the beginning of the season, would you? Oh, for sure, for sure. Caught the way through, and um, I think we're holding our own, and we're surprising teams like I said we would, but there's still a hell of a long way to go. You know, let's. Not get too carried away. We, for me, get the points that we need to stay in the division. Then we reevaluate and see where we are. And but at the moment, it's just one game at a time. Most important thing now is is Bristol and, and trying to get the three points there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. John has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be here. Wembley. Oh, my word. So welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. We just heard there from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer, who is uh, re-evaluating how he plans the season on fin- uh, finishing the season. He's talking no- nothing but promotion now, is good enough for him. Reevaluate. that's what yeah. it's all about. <laughs> it's a new word. Yeah. Um, in good spirits yesterday, I was, didn't really talk about the fact he did well, that. He, to, he yeah. was eventually, he wasn't at the beginning. Oh yeah, alright, so yes, yeah, so let's, let's go into this, so... So so we then so I, I spoke to Bo in here for radio first and then went into press conference and I stayed in here with you. And obviously they were just sitting away happily talking about how how well we played today uh, yeah yesterday and then all of a sudden you could, you could hear Bo's voice Raised getting voices, louder yeah. through the through the glass and you're thinking what's how how was he upset now what's <laughs> happened? And uh and he came in here and he he weren't happy was he? Wasn't, he wasn't uh, he wasn't overly complimentary to whoever was asking him the mm. questions. So yeah, I, I I watched the press conference back on Valley Pass so I wasn't in it to find out what happened and by the sounds of it I think I don't know so I don't know who it is and I think it's sort of I think it's more of a misunderstanding than anything but Bayer has got a little bit defensive because someone said he he talks about his change in formation and and someone said oh did did you change the formation because you weren't happy with the results before the international break or because of what Derby were doing and Bayer went what was, what was wrong with the results before he's saying <laughs> you know we drew with Fulham that's a good result lost uh, beat Leeds and then the blokes said we did lose three times and he was like, we've lost three games in 12. How is that a problem? So he wasn't happy about that at all. But I can see how it's happened. I mean, someone might who hasn't seen us play might think, oh, yeah, you have lost three out of the last five, was it? Or something, or uh, it six. A, but- it's lazy journalism, isn't it? It's just looking at the, the fixtures and results and thinking, well, actually, yeah, they haven't done, they've lost three games. And mm. uh, two on a bounce, ooh. That must mean they're a bit mm. uh, susceptible and not, and not all that good. And yeah, probably so, similar to what, what we said on Thursday. Though someone might look at that and say, form like results wise, we weren't in a hundred percent form. Obviously, they might they might say, okay, you've lost a couple, but because we've seen every game and we know how we played against Fulham, well, we know how we played against Leeds. We even know how we played against Swansea, which wasn't that bad. I think in our minds, having seen the games, we know. We're not on a bad run. Well, not just that. You look at the three games uh, in isolation and you think, well, it's a draw, a win and a loss. Mm. It's not great, 
that's not terrible, it's not great. Uh, but then you see who they're against. And if you if you read up the reports of the games, if you check mm. the reports of the games, you realise that actually one of the games we should have won, probably. Mm. Uh, second one, we were unlucky to lose. Uh, and the third one, we uh, we beat a, a very good lead side. So, you know, it, it I think stuff like that, you know, people who are... Uh, and I, to be fair, I think Lebo's got to put up with that this season because, you know, the press the, the press area is considerably fuller than it was last season. Yeah, I liked it last year when it's just like <laughs> it about just, four just of us. us. Yeah, <laughs> just us. <laughs> We'll have a laugh and go home, but now everyone, now everyone wants to, wants a bit of us, and because we, we're, we're so good, probably because we are now promotion contenders for for the Premier League, as as, as we said. Um, I mean, obviously, we talked about it again on Thursday. He had to watch the game, Tom, from the the gantry. He got the pleasure of sitting uh, quite near to Terry, actually. Well, you know, um, yeah, never and, once come up and asked for me autograph. No, Not once. but um, I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Because it, it does give. I mean, we get a really good view, and you really do get to see where the gaps are, and you got an eagle eye view, and and I think Bayer does like that side of it, but clearly. Uh, he said it himself he likes to be in and amongst it, which is probably code for I like to shout at the fourth official. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I think that, and that's exactly right. That's what you miss. And obviously, I'm lucky enough to commentate occasionally and see that view. And then when I'm at my season ticket, I'm down behind the goal, which you know I'm not touchline yet, but um, you know I'm right down. And you do feel amongst it, and, and it's very different. Whereas up up there, you do feel a little bit distant, a little bit removed, but you see the game far better from up there. So. There's positives and negatives of both. And obviously when he's not up there, he's got Brett doing all that work. And I know he tends to pop down if he can or pass messages on in terms of the shape and what we could do a bit better. But um, yeah, I'm sure it's interesting for him to do it. Funny that Jacko didn't want him in his ear and <laughs> left that to Marsh. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want to be up there for for much longer. I think he's got a couple of games, hasn't he? And then he'll be back down. So I suspect yeah. we might have to give him his own seat up there, don't you? <laughs> he was next to Brett, wasn't he? Yeah, next to Brett, I think they might have to sort of reserve that, pad it out a bit, because yeah. you get the feeling that Bo might be up there a few times this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, like I said, it doesn't make too much uh, difference. Right, let's have a look at what you guys uh, have made of yesterday's performance. Ev says it's a great day yesterday. Aside from the first four minutes and 27 seconds, uh, we dominated <laughs> all over the pitch. Such teamwork, even with five to go, uh, we defended resolutely and we were 3-0 up. We're looking good. Jim Bob says, wow. Uh, just wow, that's it. It was easy. Uh, that that is the most pleasing thing. Like, it just felt easy. It felt easy, and I'm sure it wasn't. If you're a player out there, you're putting in the hard graft to make it look easy, but it did feel easy, and that was the. Uh, one of the more enjoyable bits. Right, Richard Holmes says the result was special. We showed we're able to put teams away as and when. Uh, that's a huge step. Hat doffed again to Mr. Boyer and says, P.S., this one's for my fellow Boyo, uh, Wallin. Then he sent some sort of photo of some sort of rugby stadium. Yeah, so I don't know if there. he's in Japan hmm. or if he just happened to, but it looked like it was a stadium from today's game. Not bad. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, Tom, Tom said he loves it. Right, John Akenbar says, Fourth against Forest, we were outstanding for 40 minutes. Yesterday was more complete. Everyone played well. Yeah, because I asked Bo if, that, if, if he felt that was our best performance of the season. But, I mean, obviously, in that first 45 minutes and probably part of the second half as well, we were electric against Forest. But whereas yesterday, like I said, because it was so comfortable, it, it just felt like we were so in control that, maybe, to me, I thought we were playing even better. I think if we'd have put Forest away with the second goal, then I think uh, you'd, you'd have to say Forrest all day long. But I think uh, because we allowed Forrest back in it, I think you'd have to say yesterday was probably our performance of the season, up to now. Mm. More to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully, yeah. Starting with Bristol uh, City on Wednesday evening. Lee says, uh, I have to say, for me, Tom Lockyer is one of, if not our best ever signings, and on a free, an amazing defender, a player who loves a battle, always in the right place too. Just think... He is different class. Uh, James Bell says that Naby Sars distribution. Occasionally one goes astray, but when he gets it right, it's usually a peach. And Bond's goal was because of Naby yesterday. I love Pierce, but he's more of a lump it out kind 
of defender and I guess that's one of the good things Thomas that we've got these different types of players who can come in and play different roles against different teams we saw that and we've seen it throughout the season really I mean, as we know Jason, Jason Pierce is possibly carrying a slight tightness on mm. knock at the moment but Bayo hadn't been afraid to, to sort of swap the two for different types of games throughout the course of the season anyway yeah and it's the same we talked about Jake earlier and I know we were forced to play him a little bit because of Purrington's injury but to be able to play a wing back like him or to go to a flat back four same with the midfield in terms of the diamond. We've got pretty much like-for-like like cover all over the pitch. And when I say like-for-like, like, it might be positionally. But then I think across the pitch, you've got players that do something a little bit different as well. So, you know, you mention a Prattley or you've got a Lapsley or or a Cullen at the base and they all do something very different. You've got Johnny Williams and you've got Oztumar who, yes, they play pretty similar positions, but actually give us something different. Same when you've got Lecco up front as opposed to like a Taylor or a Bond. So... Yeah, we've got options all over the pitch. I think yesterday was the right game for Naby because, as we said, they didn't really offer too much of a threat and he, he had plenty of time on the ball, particularly at home. I think some of those hard away games, for example, Wednesday night, if Pierce is fit by then, I would expect him to be playing then. But um, yeah, it's just great to be able to rotate those players, really. And I echo what the guy said about Lockyer as well. What a fantastic bit of business. And I know people were maybe predicting that he would be the full guy come the start of the season, but he's almost not put a foot wrong for me. Yeah, people being naive, to be fair. So, yeah. Yeah, but he was he was getting ready to uh, sort of defend him anyway, so mm. he's been proved correct. Right, the Wave says, so impressive everywhere. Difficult to know where to start or who to pick out, but I love the attacking link-up play between Bond and Williams. All credit to the squad that after Williams' injury, they just stepped it up again to a higher level. And I can't wait for Wednesday's game. Right, Ev carries on. I must give a huge hats off to the young ball boy by the away dugout yesterday. How nonchalantly he slowly handed the ball to the Derby players towards the end of the match. He was egged on by us and he rever- and he reveled in it. Uh, good, good on him, I say. What a great team effort yesterday with this spirit and togetherness. The only way is up. I may well be collecting my financial reward come May. Always keep the faith. Uh, next two games will be interesting. Sounds like Ev might have a couple of quid on Charlton to hit the the, the promised oh. land. Yeah, I remember last year when oh, I had yeah. a bet on us to get relegated and we got <laughs> yes, promoted. Yeah, yeah, good one. Did you bet on us to get relegated this year? Yeah, I no, because oh. I, I remember saying in the summer I don't think we go down this year, and I've been proved right again. Not yet. Well, that's true. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if we got relegated from now. That'd be uh, some achievement. Yeah. It's your fault, yeah. basically. Uh, Tom uh, Bramley says a very comfortable win for once, and add. As Eddie Hearn would say, Gallagher is different gravy uh, in the midfield. Bon and Saar were brilliant, but for me, man of the match has to go to Cullen. He has been decent, but yesterday was the first time this season he has totally dominated uh, the midfield. Yeah, and the stats certainly back up what Tom Bramley is saying there. Spencer said it was an absolutely brilliant performance. I thought Sam Field was brilliant when he came on. He broke up the derby attacks and set up Gallagher uh, for his wonder strike. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Uh, Obviously, Next Saturday, we're at West Brom, so we're going to be losing Lecco and Sandfield. So how we have to try and work around that is going to be is going to be a, a, a head-scratcher for Lee Bowyer. Well, especially depending on the injury front. I mean, you can see on Wednesday, perhaps, if uh, Therese Williams bring if Purrington, because I think he, just, he was possible for yeah. yesterday, but they didn't risk him. If he is fit for Wednesday, then maybe Purrington with um, Jake Foster getting in front of him instead of Williams, potentially. Uh but, um, yeah, Lecco and Field, I mean, yes, we've got Ostoma. Uh, maybe Oshilaja could step in, potentially. In that Hopefully Chuck's be back but, by then as well, yeah, perhaps maybe the so. Lecco role. So, Darren yeah. Carl's had a few minutes uh, now yeah. as well. Yeah, I thought Carl so. looked a bit uh, looked sharp yesterday when he came on, compared to the first time when he came. Mm. So uh, that's a possibility as well. So, you know, as, as, that's why I'm, I said it in the, sort of, uh, in the interview, we're sort of te- teetering on the edge of, of either it could go horribly wrong or, mm. blimey, look, we've got cover. 
Well, it's, yeah, it's one of those, saying, we're seeing those players coming back. So, as well as Kyle, we had Hamid come on yesterday as well. And I mean, he's still got a lot of work to do, I think, to be mm. the player that we're hoping he's he's supposed to be. And oh, he got he did get seven goals on loan at QPR last season. That's not that's not zero goals, is it? He is capable. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I rate him um, as a player. I think he's he could offer us something. It was just, and we were saying it off air there at the moment. He just doesn't look like he's giving a hundred percent. And and that might be totally unfair, and it's not that he's not giving it, but it just doesn't look like it. Every other player, when you see him, we talked about Gallagher earlier as a prime example, but even the likes of, of Prattley or any of the defenders or anyone, they're chasing the ball down, they're harrying, they're putting players under pressure, they're getting in the right places. And Hemed just doesn't seem quite there yet. It might be fitness, it might be confidence, it might just be lack of match practice. I don't want to say he's de- he's not working that way, it just at the moment looks like a bit of a strange fit for the sort of side we are but yeah. I want to give him a chance I feel a bit sorry for him I mean he does, yeah. he does he does look like he lacks a bit of match sharpness but I am, it doesn't matter how good a player you are there are, you know you look like you, look, you go to certain teams uh, and you come to Charlton and you can imagine that Lee Bowyer and the boy you know and Johnny Jackson going they demand um, a sort of physicality across the side whether you're playing up front, whether you're in goal, anywhere, they demand a sort of physicality. Whether Hemed is actually that type of player, because not every player is. You know, can you imagine uh, Mitrovic, for example? Yeah. I don't think Mitrovic would suit our style at all, because I don't think he's that type of player. He's the sort of player that feeds off uh, balls in a penalty area. Uh, but you don't see him sprinting back to our own penalty area to, to, the, to his own penalty. You do know what I mean? So, yeah, well, I'm when he scored if... against us at Fulham, he did run into into the other half oh, to that's celebrate. Fine. Yeah, but that's yeah, the most tracking yeah, back he did. There you go. <laughs> so you know, so, sometimes uh, t- players are a fit, and and sometimes they're not. And to be fair to, to Steve Gallen, and especially, but you know, we tend to only sign players who fit our style. Mm. Uh, and so maybe you know, there's something about him that he just needs uh, a little bit extra so, time. That, that is the problem. I think we we still. I mean, we're in October now, but we haven't had a chance to, no. to judge him. Bond's yet. been keeping him yeah, out of sight. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, give it a, a month ago we would have been saying the same about McCauley there you go. Yeah. Well, not the same exactly but similar right I did ask what was what was the most pleasing thing about yesterday's performance Sarah said it's very hard to pick as they're all top draw but I would say Prattley uh, for me Sam Legg says the most pleasing thing was Naby uh, getting a goal Spencer says keeping a clean sheet and Matt says playing as good as we did without Taylor can you imagine what we'll be like <laughs> when he's back and we're all sort of under our breath saying hopefully that'll be for <laughs> Millwall I mean uh, I'm very much looking forward to going to Millwall with this Charlton team and I'm sure we've been here millions We've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this could be... I mean, and the Mill- Millwall played really well yesterday for 84 minutes as well. Actually, so, so yeah. fair, hats off to... I don't know what happened after that, actually. I, I yeah. sort of lost, con- lost contact with the end of that game. As did Millwall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen uh, says, uh, just a spectacular performance. At the start of the season, we would have said that the teams like Derby would be well ahead of us, but in fact, they're well behind. Hope Johnny Williams is not too bad. Phil did well to step in and maybe Kyle is becoming ready just in time. Right, MICAFC says, which player stood out? You asked which player didn't stand out. Not an easy answer either. Lecco maybe is an attacking uh, as expected, uh, but May has had more solid instructions from Bo. Impressive, solid and clinical. What more do we want? Tom says the work rate of every single player is fantastic. They leave everything on that pitch, but Prattley was the man of the match, in my opinion. Will uh, Bolland says the usual. Keep the faith, believe in Bayer. It's a mantra that's working for us so far. Stephen says a great win, a best 90 minutes performance of the season. Said it on Twitter earlier. If anyone thinks Chris Solly has finished, they should be having a word with themselves. Every player yesterday 
was magnificent. And I've been saying for years and years, Solly is still the... He's always been this player. I think people have imagined some sort of drop-off in his performances because he's... I don't know. I can't understand why. He's always been so solid. I think it's because there's this uh, talk of a, a knee problem and so he can't do two games, so you have to manage him. So everybody's expecting Wolf. He's got a knee problem. <laughs> Even then, exposed, like I say, but... I think mid halfway through last season, he was the player who played the most minutes. There, yeah. Yeah. there was a season a couple of years ago where I think he had maybe two average games in a row mm. and it came seemed to come after that but when I say average they were five or six out of ten it wasn't like a one mm. do you reckon do anything it's, uh, it's just uh, something that the club have done deliberately to put to put yeah. other teams mm. off their guard yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, it might just it. be that he's been around he's for a finished. long time and people just get tired of people being here for a while I don't know but. I love I love games like this uh, or performances like this and we're sitting in the studio and people are, are tweeting in brilliantly and they're saying oh no he was the man of the match I don't know what you're talking about it was Prattley no don't be daft <laughs> yeah. it was Cullen and everybody's going oh actually yeah oh no no yeah you could be right oh no yeah Basically, they all were. Yeah. Well, uh, Rag said he's not been mentioned much in the last couple of games, but Cullen <laughs> has been fantastic. He was instrumental. If only to prove your point there, Terry, that every player is getting a mention this evening on Charlton Live. Bob Liscombe uh, says, uh, evening all okay, it's silly time. Who is going to stop us going up? Yes, it's too early to start, but isn't there a feeling we have just carried on from last season? Who is going to stop Bowyer's Red and White Army? That's wind. Definitely wind. <laughs> Uh, Jake Burton says uh, we're playing as a unit and Gallagher's whopper was excellent as well now Jonathan Ackworth seems like he's taking a bit of credit here he says he was the one who tipped off the club Aria McCauley Bond well I mean Steve Gallon, you, you need to pull your finger out then if, if Ackworth's getting in there before you CEO Ackworth <laughs> Sebo uh, says if that goal from Connor does not win Charlton's goal of the season then the goal that does win Charlton's goal of the season is going to be an exceptionally special goal because that goal yesterday from Connor was exceptionally special and it certainly was I, try, I, I don't know that's a been a better one this year we've been we're treated to a couple of decent goals but I don't You're know right, if anyone's actually, no, I think that's quite hit the mark just probably, like that yesterday I don't, I don't the, the, the passing move for the goal against Forest maybe that's that true I get goal. that yeah. uh, I'm sure we're forgetting ones as well uh, we'll, we'll do our goal of the season at the end of the year and be interesting to see which uh, which comes out on top right Charlton XL uh, loving what Bayer is doing with us formations the opposition have no idea how we're going to line up so much better than that last bloke we had yeah Charlton XL never a big fan of Carl Robinson <laughs> I do I have to get Charlton XL's email address so I can send him like a, an archive of all these interviews I know, I know he's, they're probably missing them uh, now but I mean they talk of formations again we, we say it so often but Bowyer doesn't mind who we're playing he'll find a formation to beat them and it's so it, it is so pleasing when we, we come out a game that we've played well or won or, or got a result and he comes out and said well actually I knew they were going to do this so I did that and it happens a lot yeah, and you, you do wonder whether um, opposing managers and teams and, and uh, analysts will start thinking, well, if uh, if they're expecting us to do that, maybe we should do something different. So it'd be interesting to see how, the, especially the second half of the season, when Tom, as Tom said, we probably, by that time, have played everybody at least once. It'd be interesting to see the next time we play them, how they approach the game. Mm. Uh, you would expect the second half of the season to be tougher. Uh, because people will be more aware of uh, what's coming. Yeah, but if we get found out, then I'm sure by he, he, he seems to have a trick up his sleeve to change things. Buy well, another six is... players in January. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. about. Or loan them, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Right, Inner Space says, I did say that Gallagher reminded me of Beckham earlier in the season. I stand by my comments when Terry said he's not sure about that comparison, Terry. Did I say that? Well, clearly, it's on the record. Must be the hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can see there's Beckham. I don't know, the then, then I stand yeah. corrected yeah. if I, I did I say think, that. I think, I mean, Beckham was quite hardworking, but I think Gallagher's probably got a little bit more energy. Like, in the well, of the let's park. Uh, um, let's see Gallagher um, uh, from the uh, from from uh, a, a spot kick or a, uh, no, a free kick from yeah. thirty yards. We'll see if he wants to marry it. someone out of yeah, like oh, girls exactly allowed or something. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sugar babes. <laughs> uh, Martin Lee, but says, I stand corrected. Yeah, Martin Lee says that a long contract is needed 
for Lee Bowyer. And yeah, that almost goes without saying, Martin, you're not wrong there, my friend. Tim says, from 1 to 11, it was a sensational team performance. Every time they had the ball, we had two, three or four men chasing them down. The goals were all brilliant in their own way. Agree with Bowyer. Couldn't pick a man of the match. Just amazing to see it and to be a part of it. Uh, Shay says, uh, a great win for us. Great free goals as well. And 100% Charlton says, wow, wow, wow. Magnificent performance today from Charlton. Uh, players run and run and worked hard and put in probably our best all-round performance today. Gallagher, wow. Bomb was brilliant, but my hero was Prattley. Very good uh, professional performance. He broke up that play time and time again. Excellent stuff. Right, thanks for your tweets. We've still got some emails and stuff to, to come to as well. But I think maybe we should hear from another uh, one of our players who performed admirably yesterday. Jake Forster-Kasky, of course, missed the majority of last season with that horrendous ACL injury that he suffered just before the opening day uh, trip to Sunderland. Uh, came back towards the end of the season, which was actually quicker than expected, but wasn't really fit enough to play too much of a part towards the end. Uh, didn't really get involved in the, the playoffs, of course. Uh, has come back. He started on the opening day against, uh, against Blackburn Rovers this season, but then since then, he's been sort of waiting for a place in the team, but he's found his place now in the last couple of games in that left wing-back position. He played that superbly yesterday. He came in to speak to Terry after that win over Derby, said he was very pleased with the performance from his side. Yeah, I think uh, we put a lot into it. I think uh, all the fans could see how hard we work and um, I thought we thoroughly deserved the win. I mean, we got off to a great start. Uh, Macaulay Barn, who's uh, been drafted in, really, with Lyle Taylor's uh, absence, but uh, he's taken his chance and uh, took a superb chance today. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what the gaffer wants. I mean, when you when you get your chance, you have to take it. Obviously, Mac has come in, um, I've come in as well, and and you know uh, we're going to pick up injuries this year, but every player is going to have their chance, and you just you just got to take it like Mac has. Is there a hint uh, that you're you're almost surprising yourselves as a team because uh, you know we've come into this season, everybody thinks we're relegation favourites, and we're uh, we're dumbfounding the critics. No, I think we're quietly confident. Um, you know, we've got a young enthusiastic manager and I think he's got players that want to really work hard and you know we're not in this league just to get relegated and, and go back to League One we, we're in this league and we want to win games I think um, he sets a side out every every single game to win a game and um, you know when you've got someone that positive it's um, going to go throughout the team and from a personal point of view back in a side uh, slightly strange role or different role to what you're used to you, you at least look like you're enjoying yourself two great performances Fulham and now tonight yeah, it's obviously a different role. I'm not really played there before, but um, you know it's uh, enjoyable playing this team. Like I said before, everybody works hard, and you know I'm just glad we got the win. And after your injury nightmare of, uh, of, of before, it must be just a delight to be playing full stop. But to be playing and putting in performances like that must be doubly satisfying. Yeah, I think um, it's taken me a while to get fully back fit and um, I'm, I'm ready. But uh, you know I've, I've just kept my head down, and um, hopefully I'm taking my chance now. Taylor then Gallagher now has it in space in the centre circle and he plays Great a good ball forward to Lecco who's able to turn he might think about a shot Jonathan Lecco he's just gone a little bit wide gets it back onto his left foot and he shoots yes it's taken a deflection and it's gone in and Jonathan Lecco has put the addicts 1-0 up it was a great ball in from Conor Gallagher. Lecker had space on the edge of the box to turn. He pushed himself a little bit wide onto his right foot, then cut back into his left, fired a shot forwards. I think it came off Michael Morrison, but it was certainly a Reading player in his defective pass, Raphael, and into the back of the net.
There we go. That was Jake Forster Kasky joining us on Charlton Live, followed by a Jonathan Lecco goal jingle because I'm trying to subconsciously get everyone on my <laughs> Jonathan Lecco wavelength there. <laughs> um, yeah, great to see Jake coming in and speaking to us. Like Sam, it's been a horrible time for him, and you know, it was it was so sad the, the way it happened because I think for me he was pretty much one of our players of the season the season before last and he was finally finding himself at a club where he was becoming you know he'd been at Brighton where he he wasn't getting perhaps as many games as he wanted I think he'd been on loan at Rotherham and you know he needed somewhere new to settle to be a big player at the club and that's what he'd done here and then all of a sudden you know, he could have played such a big part in that promotion winning side last year if it wasn't for that injury that, I mean, just came at horrend- the, the worst possible time just before a season started. Yeah, and, and uh, I think you're right about him being our best player at the time. Um, and uh, we were looking at him to, to be the, the focal point, I guess, for the, for the side going forward because he has got uh, ability. Uh, that's without question. Um, and an ACL injury at any time is bad enough, but uh, to, to put him out for as long as it did, I'm delighted for him to come back. And uh, as I say, beginning of the season, we probably thought, well, you know, with the players we've got, he might have to go out on loan maybe to, to get game time, to get back fit. Uh, I don't think anybody really thought he'd, uh, he'd get back into the side with the side we've got unless, unless injuries happened. So uh, that happened. He's taken, taken his chance on that left-hand side and he's... Uh, I'd say two superb performances on that left mm. side. I ought to say that uh, the reason that interview was as short as it was because Boya came in. <laughs> Lee Boya came in. Uh, so uh, you don't keep the manager away. Nah. Yeah. And uh, like I say, I mean, the, the, way, the way he has come in, Tom, and, and just played a part in that side, it shows that when you are a fringe player in the squad, I mean, you've got to be ready to, to come in and do that. But I think that's another part of man management is making sure your fringe players are ready to come and do that. I mean, think there's loads of players out there you know if they came in and got their chance, Lapo, for example... You know, if, he, if he could put the books down for five minutes, uh-huh. he'd come, they'd, they'd come in and, they, and they'd work their socks off to try and be part of, the, of this team. Yeah, and I think that's why someone like Tom Ahmed, again, not trying to, to put him down, um, but why he stands out when, when you see him. Because almost without question or without exception, every player that's come in off the bench or that's come on has, has made a difference. And I'm not saying that they've come on and, and scored a hat-trick or anything, but they just... They make a difference to the game. Even we mentioned earlier, Sam Field coming on yesterday. You don't necessarily know exactly what Sam Field's game is. As Tell said, you perhaps expect an Ostuma to come in like for like with Williams, but Sam Field comes in and just, just does a job. And yeah, I think you can say that about, about anyone in this side. Um, you mentioned Lapsley there. Hopefully KL will be the same. I was hoping that, that Morgan would, but obviously he's gone out on loan now. Chucks, when he's come on almost every game, barring what one, he's made an impact. So... Yeah, um, it, it's great, and and it's the the atmosphere that Boya breeds within the squad. I think just back to Forster Kasky, I, I echo what Tell says. I was so pleased to just see him back and and playing well because that first couple of games he was playing, I really thought he's not going to get back to the player he was. Um, and obviously, we we knew it was going to take time, but and it still is, I think. But he he certainly looks like he could get back to that player, which would be fantastic for him. Excellent stuff, right, Tony? Uh, as DM does, says once again it was a tactical masterclass from Boya. The man really, really does his homework on the opposition. The whole squad was simply incredible. Impossible to single out uh, one player in particular. Literally every player deserves a 10 out of 10. Bon doing exceptionally uh, well up top with Lecco. Uh, not sure what was better, that beautiful goal from Gallagher or his work weight, uh, rate throughout the game. Johnny Williams was amazing for 30 minutes, but Sam Field was superb when he came on. Derby still looking for their strikers. Last seen in the massive... Uh, pockets of Lockyer, Saar and Prattley. Uh, I had to censor that. And uh, Tony got excited in the DMs. <laughs> Solly, uh, Jake Forster-Kasky did not stop running uh, the whole game. And Josh Cullen was the engine in midfield. Reminds me of a young Scott Parker. So there we go. I've got Beckham and Parker in the team. So going back to the... Uh, 
going back to what the early 2000s I was thinking yesterday we we're finally seeing a, a banger from Gallagher it's like Oasis days all over again wasn't it but there we go right Robert Chilvers has emailed in uh, went for the first time since Stoke uh, yesterday a very impressive performance that made Derby look very average the work rate of the players was relentless uh, what really stood out to me was the collective refusal to be bullied and we stood up physically which in this league is a must hopefully this bodes well for Millwall and the rest of the season was slightly surprised by the early substitution but of course Bowes got it spot on uh, with Field having a, fa- a fine game. For me, it was impossible to call man of the match. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mentioned I was surprised by the substitution, but like I say, Field came in and did, did a very good job. Uh, we are all now, I, I'm sort of noticing it sort of sneaking into conversation more and more now. We are all now looking at Millwall, aren't we? Because <laughs> we're going into a good form and that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, we've got two more games before then, or yeah. a few more games before then, not two. Um, so uh, let's just, uh, let's do, yeah. <clears throat> I think when you're when you're as old as me, and you've been to uh, to Millwall, Charlton Millwall games so many times, and uh, there have been times when you think, right, this is it, this is definitely it. We're, uh, we're we've got the uh, character to side back, you know, we've got people playing well, and we go to get tonked. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just it's something about Millwall. I don't know, maybe it's, it's a time uh, on a tradition, it's, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's the uh, air over there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Every time you think this is it, and it never is. Right, yeah, Alex yeah. says, hi guys, a great 3-0 win against a team who were one game away from the Premier League last season, have a far bigger budget, and you would have fought a point to prove after recent events. Lee Bayer's Charlton continue to upset the odds uh, from front to back. We were fantastic yesterday. Phillips made a couple of great saves. Prattley at the back was calm, measured, and looked like he's been playing uh, centre-back throughout his entire career. Cullen and Gallagher were fantastic. Gallagher's goal was simply superb, and Bon and Lecco led the line brilliantly. However, all of that was second best to what meant uh, to what today meant to me personally yesterday uh, was the first live game that my four-year-old daughter Amelia has attended accompanied by nine other family members it was the first time that we've ever had four generations of our family at the valley together a 3-0 win was the perfect way to introduce her to the valley and meeting and getting selfies with Johnny Jackson and Lyle Taylor was the cherry on top of the cake as well that's Alex Mond I mean what a great that's day fantastic yeah I mean Amelia's uh, just lay it down gently it is all downhill from here but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I at least you got to see a first, uh, the win for a first game. Yeah. There's so many Charlton fans are going, no, we lost my first game. <laughs> yeah. I think, no, we won my 4 3. You lost against Blackpool. I lost against Blackpool. Was you one, Tom? Can you remember? Uh, we beat Ipswich away. Yeah. Oh, I'm, in, I'm in lofted company. Mm-hmm. No, you're just like bad luck. Well, you? that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right, Nick uh, says Hi, everyone had Stormers yesterday, but for me, Darren Prattley was outstanding. And special praise for Jake Forster Kasky playing at left back, bombing forward, Sam Field. Uh, hunting anything that moved as well. I could go on and mention them all. It was a brilliant display. That's from Nick Riley. You're not wrong there, uh, Nick. Uh, Danny says, what a game. That's the best I've seen us play all season. I don't think uh, we even played to our full potential, but the effort from everyone was 110%. A brilliant bit of play leading up to Bond's goal. Great tactics for Naby and well, Connor's goal speaks for itself. Take a bow, my son. I think we can safely say we're not just getting lucky anymore. We are a championship team capable of competing in this league and yeah I mean that that is the most pleasing thing that's happened over this first the first what 12 13 games of this season is that we've shown we're not out of our depth and that was the worry at the start of the season Tom and and we're not in any way out of our depth yeah it was not a worry but something we were still saying three or four games in you think Blackburn they'd come up a season or two before us and like I say we sneaked away with with a one goal win there beat Stoke fairly comfortably but then you look at where Stoke are up until the last couple of games and you think well they're nothing much so you get that point at Barnsley um, and you start to think well okay but 
you know, we've got a lot of teams still to play. But like I said, I think we're at the stage now where we've played enough of these teams to go, do you know what, we're, we're competing with, with a lot of them. And every week we seem to be playing someone who's in the top six or seven places. I know we've got a tough game coming up next weekend. By the time we've played them as well, you look at the sides in the top half of the table, we've played a fair amount of them. Um, and we've been able to not only handle ourselves, but like I say, I would say play outplay a few of them. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah, Mark Newbury says, evening chats, thoroughly enjoyed yesterday walloping the Aussies and then spanking the Rams uh, for, from Excuse 1 me. to 11. Yeah, then he went to the football as well, apparently. And then uh, from <laughs> 1 to 11, we outplayed, outfought and outrun a pretty mediocre derby side. I, I know they lost some players in the summer, but that team reached a playoff final. Prattley was my man of the match. He was magnificent marshalling the troops and allowed uh, the rotating players in front of him to express themselves. We had threats on both sides and even after losing Johnny, uh, it didn't unbalance us. Bonds running uh, is wearing down opposition centre-halves and I can't wait to see him and Lyle together. Connor's goal looks better each time I see it and Chelsea must be rubbing their hands and getting uh, back a way better player, which if they don't go up, uh, if we don't go up, means we are more likely to get better lone players. Fun to see an opposition player getting... Um, Fun, fun to see an opposite. I've just lost my place in the email. Getting a better thanks from the home fans than his own when subbed off. But we can appreciate what Billick did for us, uh, and I'm glad he got a good welcome. But if he had stayed another season, uh, would we have Cullen or, Con- or, or Connor? Who knows? Yeah, I'm expecting at least five changes on Wednesday, and of course, we'll be without Leckham Field next Saturday. Uh, but this should give a good chance for some of the squad to show its worth. Right, McSquared said, Who saw that coming yesterday? A totally dominant performance against yet another of the division's top sides and without Lyle Taylor. The Rams were like lambs to the slaughter and must now be feeling rather sheepish after that hiding. Yeah, and getting spanked by Mark apparently as well. Uh, Gallagher's scorcher was the icing on the cake. Uh, come on, you red. Simon Goldsmith. Hi, guys. Great show as always. Cheers for that, Simon. I want to say what a great performance again from Darren Prattley. Uh, Chris Solly has the armband, but what a leader. Darren Prattley is. It just brings that experience, doesn't it? You can see it out there, and we saw it at Wembley, and you saw it throughout the playoffs, really. But you get the feeling that he, pref- you know, he, he revels in the championship, mm. um, and I think uh, this season he's, uh, he's he, I think he's playing better than he did in League One. He definitely looks younger this year. <laughs> he just, just more seems, energy. He just seems to be up for for every battle, doesn't yeah. he? And uh, well, he's a bit of a Benjamin Button character there. there you go. Be, uh, by the time, but yeah, next season will be twenty five again. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, Mark Brooks says hi, uh, Charlton Live. Did anyone else see the fist fight and wrestling that Lockyer had with Lawrence halfway yeah. through the first? half luckily the rest uh, missed it he's a fab player and he takes absolutely no nonsense I don't, I don't think I saw that actually. yeah it's, uh, it was off the ball it was it was um, in the first half uh, Derby were attacking down our left hand side um, and Lawrence balked uh, sort of cut off um, Lockyer trying to get back to defend the middle uh, should have stayed in his lane uh, and uh, so Lockyer weren't having none of that so they had a bit of an arm wrestle uh, and and then some. Mm-hmm. I don't know if something went on uh, in the Welsh camp over uh, over the last week that might have spurred that on. I don't know. Let's go to our Welsh correspondent, yes, Welshy <laughs> Do they hate each other? Not that I'm aware <laughs> of. No. But yeah, I saw it. I didn't see what started it off, but then saw it all kicking off, but the ref just left them to it, didn't he? So. Yeah, fair enough. Well, would you get in the middle of it? No, definitely <laughs> not. Going like you're having a swinging match? No. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, a couple of messages as well on the forum. Uh, hi team and good morning from a chilly but sunny Alberta. Uh, great performance yesterday. Hard to pick out a man of the match because uh, they all played really well, but there were particularly stellar showings from Prattley, Cullen and... Uh, Saar. Uh, also, special mention to Forster Kasky, who had another excellent showing at wingback. He seems to be combining the best attributes of Purrington and Page. And I can see what he means by there, because obviously Page is a lot better going forward, in my opinion. Purrington's probably better defensively. I just wonder if Forster Kasky's been able to do a bit of both of that so far. He says, this might sound like hyperbole, uh, but 
it's certainly mad to think given how things looked a week before the transfer window closed. But I think this might be the deepest squad we've had in my 30 years following Charlton. Almost every player in the squad is performing to a high level. Uh, so actually look better in the Championship than League One. We have cover for every position and versatility to play different formations, often switching shape two or three times within the same match. Even losing Lyle Taylor uh, hasn't seriously weakened us so far. It's been said a lot before, but the togetherness in the squad is incredible. Trying to keep my feet on the ground, but the longer this goes on, it just feels like the sky is the limit and any thing is possible for Boya and his boys I mean talk about the depth of the squad I mean because there is always the worry that two or three injuries and all of a sudden but I mean it does say that as we said everyone who comes in just seems to play a part which which bodes well no it's fair uh, and and I think they're right and, and that that, um, that comment is spot on uh, but as I said earlier we're, we're sort of teetering on the edge we're, we're sort of lucky with that if Johnny Williams is injured looks like Ben Perrington's going to be back so therefore you can cover with Foster Cassidy in front of him potentially uh, but had Ben Perrington got a slightly more serious injury and he's not back then we're struggling at, on the left side, uh, Deji Ojolaja probably could come in, I guess. But you know, you're then starting to put uh, square pegs in round holes, possibly. So mm. we have got a better squad, no question about it. Is it deep enough for the whole league uh, championship season? We'll see, eh? Mm. Uh, Tim Ken says uh, the bond between the fans, team, and the manager is the key. We need to get Boya Jackson and several players on longer contracts to avoid a disastrous mm. departure by Bose. And others, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's, it's always that ticking time bomb in the background, isn't it, yeah. Tom? Like, and we're enjoying the rides, and you know, from, from the outside, the fans are back, the crowds are back because of what Bowie is doing, but at the same time, it is a castle built on sand because any time, you know, so many people are out of contract at the end of the season. It's weird. Like, I know we were winning 3 0 yesterday, and I should have been happy, but that thought struck me during the game was what if in a month or so an offer comes up and Bowie left? Like, Boya for me is the one thing holding it all together. And it, it's so easy and so fragile that it could easily crumble. Um, it's madness, and we've said it plenty of times, that he's not on a longer deal. But you've just got to hope he's comfortable with, with what's going on at the moment. And uh, and that deal will come towards the uh, the latter half of the season. But for me, you offer him a, a three-year deal now. It, it seems like a no-brainer. But, um, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, very fragile situation, really. And the added problem with that is, you know, the loan players that we've got. We talked about Derby, right? They uh, last season they hit the uh, the uh, playoff final. Um, their loan players uh, all went back, and Lampard's not at the club anymore. And they didn't get anywhere near the quality of loan second time around. With Lee Bowyer gone, if if he does go, would we would we be able to get the same quality of players into the club? Because we know Josh Cullen and, and Colin Gallagher think what they think of Lee Bowyer and the reason they're here. So would we get the same calibre of player on loan? Not very well, likely, is it? Not, yeah. I knew I was going to be uh, picked up on this as soon as I said it. Alex Clark says, apologies for the nitpicking, but I think hyperbole is pronounced hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that as soon as I said it. I was like, oh, that's not right. But oh, I couldn't be bothered to go back to correct myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sebo says, know. Darren Prattley is an unsung hero in the same way as Keith Jones was back in the late 1990s. I remember, I remember Jones, Keith Jones quite well, but I mean, Terry, you probably remember a bit more about him. Yeah, I mean, he was, again, you know, as good as he was. And, and he's, he's one of the players, and it's a bit like Josh Cullen, every successful side needs a Keith Jones needs a Josh Cullen uh, needs a Darren Prattley you know people who do the ugly stuff uh, that uh, doesn't always get noticed and Keith Jones was exactly that I mean I, I remember we used to have to fend off criticism by people I think people called him the crab <laughs> people didn't like because he always went sideways but he didn't give the ball away and uh, in the playoff final especially if, if you look at his contribution for that so 
Uh, I like Keith Jones. I thought he was a, an industrious player that uh, that did all the the dirty stuff that allowed the other players to play. Mm, yeah, and that's, I think we've got plenty of players uh, like that in our squad. But yeah, uh, apparently it's certainly one that that stands out. Um, we, we've still got five minutes left, so I guess we have really got time to start to look ahead to. Uh, the Bristol City game. I mean, they got a bit of a tonking yesterday at, at Luton. That was one result that I didn't see coming because Luton haven't really been doing that well. Uh, Bristol City are a couple of points behind us, I think, in the table. They were before before yesterday, at least. Um, going into their last five games, they've only won one in five games, but drawn three of them. So we need to get that journalist in from yesterday just find out <laughs> if that's good form or not, really. But I think they were two points ahead of us, and they're, they're now point behind. They're us, point behind they? us now. There we go. So that's correct. So what are we saying uh, Wednesday night? I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, we go into that game, Tom, full of confidence. It's just how are we going to set up, really, with, with some of the players? I mean, is Johnny Williams going to be fit? I think Madonkar and Astros has asked out on the forum. So it was a great performance yesterday. We battered Derby. What's the news on Johnny Williams? I mean, that is, a, I guess, one of the most important things at the moment. I, I'd be surprised if we find that before Wednesday, actually, because some like Bose does like to play his cards close to his chest. So if Williams isn't involved, I mean, is it a straight shot for Ozturma? Do we set up slightly differently away from home? I think it'll be much the same. Like I said earlier, I think Pierce might come in for, for Naby, but yeah, up until yesterday, I think Bristol were unbeaten in about nine games, and they've won five or six of those nine as well. well, so, as well yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're a team in form. Um, obviously, they're going to want to respond from the weekend as well. So, again, we say this every week, but it's it's going to be a very difficult game. So, yeah, for me, you put someone like Pierce in. Again, I'd quite like to see the three at the back because I do think that added protection of, of someone like Darren Prattley in there does help. Um, but I think it's, we're not going to have it quite as easy as we had it against Derby. I think we're going to have to grind it out. I think... Uh, Macaulay Bon up top and whoever it is that probably slots in just behind him a bit more like we played at Fulham they're going to have to kind of feed off scraps and, and make the most of what they can but if we go back to that Fulham game we were able to do it there um, and so yeah it's a tough game but I don't think uh, there's no reason we can't come away with something Just throwing it out there do you think because of what's kind of coming up against um, uh, West Brom on the Saturday mm. and we know that uh, Field and um, um, Leco can't play uh drop them as well and play other players because they're going to have to play the, the, on the well, Saturday anyway. It could go or the other way. You, or, yeah. Exactly. It could go yeah. the other way you yeah. play them because then you need to keep the other ones fresh yeah. for going to, to West Brom. So that, yeah, that's that, interesting course, which yeah. way he takes that. Bristol uh, City in the league haven't been beaten at home uh, since the opening day. They lost uh, against uh, Leeds United 3-1 but since then won 2 and drawn 2. Uh, we like breaking hoodoos, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it's a narrow 1 0 win over, over Reading. They beat QPR at home back in August. So QPR are doing quite well this season. 2 2 draw with Middlesbrough and a 0 0 with Swansea. I know Middlesbrough haven't had the best season, but Swansea are doing all right and they mm. got a point off them as well. So, not a bad team on their own patch. And as you say, they, they have only lost one game, uh, well, two games now this season uh, after yesterday. A luckier last minute winner ago, yeah, though. quite a lot of draws. Yeah, I mean, that is Bearing amazing. Where's come go, from? Going back to, to Bristol for, for Tom Lockyer. I'm sure it'll be. Punching people on the sly again, apparently. Yeah, giving the warmest of welcomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, the most impressive thing is the fact that, I mean, as of midweek, we'd sold over a 1,000 tickets for a midweek away game yeah. that's not in, like, London or somewhere quite nearby. My, my original theory is that most people don't realise how far away Bristol yeah. is. <laughs> a bit further, it's, it's slightly further than you realise when you actually have to go there. But, I mean, that's that's incredible support. And to, to, to take so many on a, on a Wednesday night shows uh, we're, we're doing something right. I just wonder if... Um, the the Tuesday or Wednesday fixture falling, uh, which one would you prefer and which one do you think the manager would prefer? Because it's a very quick turnaround then to West Brom on Saturday. I think probably Wednesday in balance, on balance because um, you uh, you get your injuries on the Saturday uh, or your players on the Saturday, you've got less recovery time for the next one. 
Um, but I, I, I guess it's no different actually when it when it pans out. I don't think managers like uh, like midweek games full stop. Although I do remember a while ago, Curb uh, uh, saying Kerbishy uh, saying that um, he didn't really mind and players didn't really mind Wednesday games because you'd have only been training anyway, mm. so you play instead of train. I mean the, the the downside is if you pick up knocks, of course. But in terms of a player, you'd much rather play than train. Yeah, I guess so. Excellent stuff. Right, um, we are running out of time on this evening's Charlton Live, so I think it's time to start to uh, sign off. So we'll be back here on Thursday night where we'll look back at whatever happens against uh, Bristol City. We'll have some reaction from the game and uh, look ahead to the, the West Brom game as well. So make sure you join us there. Don't forget as well, uh, if you're downloading, if you listen via podcast, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast in your Acast app. You can get our show downloaded to your device twice a week uh, automatically so you don't have to do any legwork there. This is on your show, uh, on your on your phone on a Thursday evening and a Sunday evening so you don't have to worry about downloading it ready for cu- your commute the next day. Uh, right, uh, Tom and Terry, great to see you both. Thanks for coming in. Cheers, Cheers Thanks, I'll everyone. see you in Bristol on Wednesday, Indeed. Terry, and I'll see you... I don't know where I'll see you next. So, time. Should be around Sunday. Yeah, excellent. After stuff. West Brom. After West Brom, we can't we can't be bothered coming Thursday. Nah, <laughs> no, moving else. That's why. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, uh, moving to Wales. I assume since you just love Wales. Unfortunately, so much. not. No, not, not yet. Oh, right. we're getting closer. Yeah. Right. Is, it, is it closer? Do I don't know. Play? Charlton's a growth. Yeah, I think so. Slightly closer. Let's say so. We'll work that out. Is it sort of a, a Dowie closer? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's closer. It is physically closer. Right. Uh, I've been Lou Mendes. Thank you for listening to this evening's Charlton. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for your correspondence and stuff. Uh, uh, we'll be back here, like I say, on Thursday. Let's hope that Charlton can continue uh, this fine run of form or their first winning six, or whatever it was, according to the journalist yesterday, <laughs> um, uh, at Bristol City on Wednesday night. We shall see you later. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 